What just happened that broke the internet? We closed on two properties. One was a 12-unit multifamily in Kansas City. The other one was a 24-unit motel in Texas. Bam. Two different asset classes, two different states. No, on the same day. <laughs> on the same day. Yeah. <laughs> for your first ever real estate transaction. Welcome to the Action Academy Podcast. Stand back while I celebrate freedom. The show where we help you achieve financial independence with the mindsets, methods, and actionable steps from guests who've already earned their freedom. The flags of freedom fly. Choose to do what you want. What you want. With who you want. With who you want. When you want. When you want. With another episode today. Now, here's your host, Brian Lubin. What's up, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of the Action Academy podcast, the show that teaches you how to replace corporate with cash flow and helps you unlock your inner entrepreneur. Happy Thanksgiving to people that are listening to this on release day and happy whatever day of the week it is for you guys that are listening later. Today's episode is a special one for me to record because it is with one of our greatest slam dunk successes from the Action Academy community, Mr. Mason Miranda. Mason lives with his wife and young kids in South Carolina. It was actually referred to Action Academy by my COO, Caitlin, and they go to the same church together. And so she said, hey, this guy is going to really work hard. He's going to do everything we say. He has zero real estate knowledge, zero real estate experience, but I promise he's going to make the cut. This is especially important because in Action Academy, we don't let people in unless you have done one real estate investment, one business investment, or you've started your own business at minimum. And this is because we need people that have already flexed their action muscles. So they've already overcome the analysis paralysis and all that stuff. And they are ready to leap into action when we give them bigger strategies. Otherwise, you just sit around and you don't do anything with the information provided, which is the antithesis of the Academy. So you got this group of hundreds of people, normally between four to 40 rental properties is the sweet spot. And then you got Mason with zero knowledge, zero nothing. And he's posted on the page saying, hey, guys, teach me anything and I will immediately implement it. Watch me. And that's exactly what he did. Mason followed the playbook. He did everything he was supposed to do. And now not only did he take down 36 units across two transactions for his first real estate deal, but he did it with zero money out of pocket, both fully seller finance with partners and an entire team built. So he just did everything the right way in a scalable way to where I would not be surprised for him to be over 100 units this time next year. So if you're listening to this right now and you have zero money, zero knowledge, zero real estate connections, and you're feeling really stuck... This episode will prove to you that it is possible, even in today's environment with the interest rates and the market, as hard as it could possibly be. And if you do have real estate already, and you do have businesses already, and you're looking to scale, and you're trying to see proof of concept for the Action Academy to see if it's worth joining, listen to today's podcast, and then go in the show description, click the link to talk to me and the team, and see if it's right for you. Be sure to stick around to the end of the episode where I surprise Mason and his wife with something very, very cool. So you're going to want to hear his reaction to that. And without any further ado, happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Eternally grateful for every single person that listens. And let's get to Mason Miranda. All right. The man, the myth, the Miranda. How are you, buddy? (laughs) I'm doing good. How are you, man? Dude, I am so flipping proud of you, man. Hi. You posted in Action Academy last night, and then immediately I was like, dude, it's time to come on the podcast. You just like you broke the internet within the group. <laughs> you broke the internet. We're all over the moon for you, man. We're all so excited for you. So Thank before you. we get into the depth and the details of the show, of which we have much and many, introduce yourself to the audience. Say where you were 
five months and three weeks ago. Who's counting? You are. And <laughs> where you are today, what just happened that broke the internet? Yeah. So I guess just to start with your first question here. So where we were, so my wife and I, to be honest with you, it was one of those feelings where we just fell stuck, man. It was we, so for the past four years, probably a little more than that, probably five years, we have bounced all over the place trying to find what is it, what's the vehicle that's going to help us start moving forward to where we wanted to be on our ultimate goals. And, and frankly, our ultimate goal is just for my wife and I to be together, running a business together and being able to support our, our family without having to worry about time and, and money, et cetera, et cetera, the whole nine yards of the fire movement. And we just, we felt stuck. And it was great. And it was really good because we actually, we had a, a moment of desperation right before joining Action Academy because we, so we had moved from upstate New York down to mm -hmm. South Carolina. And about two weeks after moving to South Carolina, my wife lost her job. And then a month after that, I lost my job. And keep in mind that my wife was pregnant at the time as well. And so there was this whole moment of desperation that happened where we were like, crap, neither of us have a job. We are bringing a kid into the world. What are we going to do? Fast forward, we were grateful because we were able to push through all of those issues and those problems. And my wife was able to find a job where she's able to support us. And I became a stay-at-home dad. Fast forward to February. This was all end of summer, beginning of fall. Fast forward to winter in February. I actually met Caitlin. Yeah, uh, at our church. And she started talking to me about everything that she was doing in real estate and all of that kind of stuff and introducing me to you and listening to your podcast and stuff like that. And I'm going to be honest with you, don't hate me. But I definitely didn't listen to as many of your podcast episodes and all of that stuff as I probably should have before contacting you. It's okay. <laughs> oh, I, I remember the call. I was just like, it's like, this guy didn't, this guy doesn't know anything about real estate. Yeah, no. <laughs> and that was, oh, it was just one of those two. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know anything. Caitlin's trying to introduce me to this Brian that freaking <laughs> knows everything. I, I haven't even listened to any of his podcasts. Anyway, fast forward a couple, probably a month or two later, give you the call. And yeah, that's where we decided to start taking action. But frankly, like we didn't have any real estate background. We bought our own single family homes twice, one in New York, one down here in South Carolina, and that was it. And so that's where that's where we were. That's where we were when we started Action Academy. And then now with that post that you were just talking about, really, I just, it was actually funny last night when after I posted that, I just sat down and cried with my wife for 15 minutes. It was just I had one a tear. of those... Oh my god. Kate, Caitlin cried. I dude, I cried. I cried about this morning. I did full on, dude. I had a full on gratitude thing. I did the Tony Robbins priming routine because I was just telling you I was going through it this morning. And then, dude, it's just like watching you. First off, what did you do? Let's oh, tell yeah. them Sorry. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we closed on two properties. There are two commercial properties. One was a 12 unit multifamily in Kansas City, and the other one was a 24 unit motel in Texas. Bam. Two different asset classes, two different states, none of on which the you same live in, day. <laughs> on the same day. Yeah. <laughs> for your first ever real estate transaction. Yeah. And what was so cool about it was to give some context for people listening. Dude, it's just this has been a like a year that's been rough for everyone finding deals. And it's a running joke within Action Academy. Is I was like, dude, if we all learn how to, if every single person in here learns how to get capital partners, learns how to do the paperwork, the JV agreements, learns how to underwrite and find deals in this market, in the next five to 10 years, you are going to all be like almost guaranteed multimillionaires. Like, seriously, 
because this is hard and experienced investors are hard. I just left to go abundance Austin event and everyone in that room is saying how hard it is. So everyone is struggling. And so everyone is working their tails off. And I remember, man, when me and you first spoke, a lot of people that listen to the show, like will apply for Action Academy and about 40%, we say, hey, it's not the best fit. And when you joined, you were the exception, candidly, because normally we take people that have already done their first deal, that have already bought a business, started a business or bought a rental. So that way they've already done the thing. And they're like, okay, I don't have analysis paralysis. I'm just going to act and I'm ready to buy 100 units now. Cool. Mm -hmm. Because normally what you run into is if you haven't bought your first deal yet, it's just too much mindset stuff to overcome and you don't take action. But Caitlin came to me and she's, hey, he doesn't have any real estate yet, but I'm telling you, he's a hustler. He is going to just get out of his way and he will figure it out. Dude, and you did. The entire, for five months and three weeks, like every single week, you were in the group, you were posting, you were asking questions, you were sharing your wins, your losses. You had multiple deals fall through. How many deals did you have fall through? Uh, a total of, of three. Yeah. So you would imagine everybody getting your first deal and you're about to have your first deal in a contract. You've done thousands of cold calls, hundreds of hours of interaction. Then you finally feel like you've done it and then fall through mm -hmm. every single time. And each time everyone in the group is like, oh, it's like a gut punch. For, Come on, Mason, you got this, dude. And every single time you got back up on the horse and you kept going and you just really dug into the community, you didn't give up. And that's why this is so freaking awesome, man. So when you did this and you posted that, it was like this giant wave for everyone. I guarantee you after you posted that, every single person is going to start closing stuff left and right just because they realize it's possible. Good. So it's just Good. you need to realize, dude, like the magnitude of what you've done goes beyond you. And it makes me like so proud of you to be able to watch this because I was thinking about your kids mm -hmm. and I was thinking about like you five months ago versus now and the momentum that you're about to build because of the confidence and everything. The wire came through this morning. So I wanted to do this podcast with you immediately. So you have this and you mm -hmm. can reference this when you cross your hundredth unit, which hell dude, at this point, it may still be this year <laughs> like, <laughs> with the rate that you're going. So ladies and gentlemen, for today's podcast, what we're going to do is we're going to dissect the post that Mason did. So you were not just talking about this conceptually. You broke it down every single number, every single bit of work, energy, and effort that went into this. You broke it down into eight different categories. So what we're going to do is I will read through your Facebook post, which is now an Action Academy archive, like frame this and put it <laughs> on the wall. This is our Mona Lisa. Dude, and you did a great job of documenting every single part of the journey like we teach. You are like every single part. You're like, I'm going to, here's my LOI. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And you tracked it. So here's Mason's post. Guys, what we'll do is I will read each section and then I'll let him provide context. And then we'll move on to the next section. So if you have not bought your first real estate deal, Listen up. If you have bought your first real estate deal, but you have about 36 units, fully seller finance, 100% with $120 down of your own money within the LLC filing fees. Not $120,000, $120, 36 units. Very excited to announce that we close on our first two properties, both of them on the same day. One is a 12 unit in Kansas City. The other is a 24 unit motel in Texas. All this was done in five months, three weeks, starting from the day I joined Action Academy. Before all of this, my only experience in real estate was purchasing two single-family homes for personal use. 
For all my newbies and real estate peeps looking to ramp up their game in AAC, here are the numbers that led me to where I am today. Network growth. We'll start here. You documented everything, dude. This is awesome. So for people listening, here is what it takes. Here is the roadmap. 286 people met. Didn't keep track of everyone. More than this, but this is pretty much who I met. 110 from within Action Academy. 130 are brokers, wholesalers, agents with deals, lenders, etc. 46 were potential capital partners. Social media progress posts, 114. So tell me a little bit more about the network growth, man. What were your wins? What were your losses? What's some advice you have? Yeah. So first of all, the, probably the biggest loss is that I definitely should have kept track since day one, and I definitely didn't. Um, I wish that I had updated numbers for this because I do think it was more than this. I just, I think I started tracking after about a month and a half of being in here. So that was one of the biggest losses. I wish I would have done that more. Outside of that, uh, I think some of the other losses that really stood out to me were, especially at the beginning, I... I relied a lot on on what other people thought of me. And so I was worried a lot, especially when starting to connect with these people, even within Action Academy, where Brian, you do such a good job at creating a culture where it's like, hey, ask questions, be willing to be open, be willing to go out and meet all of these people. And it was almost, I very much had this imposter syndrome vibe to me where I felt like, look, I have never closed on my own deal outside of buying my own house. Like I, I, who am I to be in this room with all of these people that have millions and millions of dollars worth of assets behind them and in capital and all of those, who am I to go to these people and ask for help? And so I think one of my biggest losses was that I didn't meet more people from the get-go, that I didn't ask more questions and that I didn't cultivate those relationships as well as I should have. Um, and when I say cultivate, I think more along the lines of offering to help them more than I did. Uh, and Brian, I did my best to, to offer, this, I guess, my services, quote unquote, I guess you could say, from the get-go. But I had such a mindset of what in the world do I have to offer these people that I did. I had that limiting belief. I, I kept myself from being able to offer more than what I did from the get-go. So for me, I think that was one of the hardest things that I had to overcome from day one and figure out how to how to eliminate that imposter syndrome, that the, those limiting beliefs, those self-doubts. And so with that said, the wins though that came from that is that even though I had those imposter, that imposter syndrome, those self-doubts, I still pushed through all of those things. And for me, one of the biggest wins from that was just building the confidence to still reach out to these people, to still try my best at creating relationships with people. And frankly, I consider myself a pretty dorky person. I am also very introverted. <laughs> oh yes. And, and so I am, I'm very aware that I am not as good at creating relationships out of thin air as I could be. And so with that said, I, I'm very proud of myself for being able to create the amount of relationships that I have been able to up to this point and connect with these people out of thin air. So that was, I would say that's probably my biggest win out of the network growth. Dude, and I will say this, man, from the outside perspective, what you did a wonderful job at, and we'll include this for, we'll send this to every new Action Academy member too, as well as on the podcast. What you did a wonderful job at was every single time you met someone and they gave you feedback and they gave you advice, you immediately implemented it, immediately implemented it, you documented it, 
then you would mm-hmm. post about it and you would tag mm-hmm. them. Say, mm-hmm. Ben, thank you so much for hopping on that 60-minute call with me to help me with underwriting. Since that call, I've underwritten seven deals. Guys, here's what I learned from the call with Ben. Ask me any questions that you have because I just learned it from him. Or I'd give you some advice and you'd immediately go and implement. I say, hey, start documenting what you're doing. And you say, okay, I don't know how. I'm just going to post videos. Cool. (laughs) And then you just did it, man. And then so what happened was every single baller in the group, the guys and girls that were at that $10 million mark plus, they were all like, hey, we will help. We'll give Mason all our time because you really walked the walk and you talk the talk. That's what you have to do is when you do get that opportunity, like you have to swing the bat, man. And you mm-hmm. swung the freaking bat consistently. And Thank so you. every that's why everyone's so invested in you because you always would do it. And what the inverse that applies is whenever somebody has that opportunity and they step up to the plate and then they get poured into for an hour and then they do nothing. And they shut down. And then they never get poured into again. So, man, you are awesome at that. And so what's some advice you can give to somebody that's maybe either joining Action Academy for the first time or even going to their first real estate meetup or they're sending their first DM, they're introverted, they're doing their first deal. They're like, man, I'm not a people person yet. What's some advice you can give to them to push through that and to let them know that it's worth it on the other side? Jump in the deep end, then learn how to swim. Don't sit on the <laughs> side of the pool reading reading books about, okay, this is the different kind of strokes. These are the different kinds of things. If there are people in the deep end there, jump into the deep end, ask for some help. You're probably going to get close to drowning and that's okay. But ask for help while you're in the pool. Figure out the strokes while you're in the pool. Don't just sit on the sidelines and wait. <laughs> Love it, dude. All right. Mentors. You had 11 consistent go-to. Nine Mm -hmm. from Action Academy, two elsewhere. What's advice that you can give to people about mentors? So obviously, like in the group, like you you have direct access to mentors. But to piggyback off of what we just said, from your perspective, like you crushed it. So what was your kind of mindset going into these mentorship calls to stand out to these people? Walk me through what your thought process was so people can really be inside your head. Yeah. So I think, so there were, there were two different approaches that I had the, it was easier in action Academy. And the reason that I say that is because that's the purpose of action, action Academy, right? Is to Surprise. make it. And so it was a lot easier for me to just go in and say, okay, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm going to ask. And, and transparently from the get go, I went to Caitlin a lot just because Caitlin knew everybody. I said, Caitlin, I need to, I, I'm trying to learn how to build up my deal, my, my pipeline, my deal flow. And I need to know how to underwrite. I don't know how to do either of those things. And so can you please connect me with people that do know so that I can talk with them. She connected me with those people. I reached out to each of them and I said, hey, bro, look, or sis, who I, I heard that you do this and this. I would love to know how you do this and this. If you can teach me how to do that, I will do everything that I can to help you with whatever it is that you need help with as well. And I will add value as much value to you as I possibly can in return as well. And we'll see if we can't help each other moving forward. And I I don't really expect anything in return. All I ask is that you just help me understand what you do. And then in return, I'll do everything that I can to help you with whatever you need. Perfect. You led with a specific problem. You said, I'm specifically trying to solve this problem. I know exactly what I want to talk about. I need help with this. I know you do this. Please help me with this. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Uh, if you're going to ask people to pick their brains, you're going to look like you're picking your nose. <laughs> like you're, They're just going to be like, dude, you get away from me. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. yep. But you did it the right way, man. You really did. Okay, team. 
built a team of three after one and a half months, expanded our team to five after three months, expanded to six after four months, team comprised of two asset property managers, deal finders, and capital raisers, three underwriters, one mentor, one company optimizer, and deal finder. So talk to us about the the process of building your first team and figuring out what role do you play on that team? Yep. The biggest, I think the biggest, the one thing that people constantly told me that I needed to do in order to build a team is that I needed to learn how to do all of this stuff first. Because once you know how to do all of these things, the deal finding, the capital raising, the underwriting, the all of that stuff, once you know how to do that, you can then go out and say, okay, I'm not good at this, but I know this person is really good at it. And so I'm going to bring that person onto the team because they're really good and we'll figure out how to add value to each other. And so that was the first thing that I did is I just learned how to do all of the aspects of the team. And then once we did that, I, I after having connected with, I think within my first month, I, I think I connected with 70 plus people. And so after connecting with those people, I knew, okay, this guy's really good at underwriting. This guy's really good at deal finding. This guy's really good at this. And so I can go to them and say, look, I suck at this, but I'm, I know that I'm really good at deal finding. So how would you feel about us partnering up and figuring out, okay, if I find these deals, I bring them to you, you underwrite them for me. We'll go over this together and then we'll move forward. And that's basically what we did for building out the entire team. So where do you think people get stuck at the team building and what's some advice you can give to somebody in that position to push through? Where I got stuck personally was thinking that I still needed to do everything even after having built the team. Mm. That I needed to make sure that I was the one that was in charge of doing anything. I Like, sure, they underwrote it. Maybe I should go back in and underwrite it myself, just in case or whatever. Instead of trusting, once you have that team member on, trust them. You brought them on for a reason. They know what they're doing. Trust them. Be willing to delegate. Give them whatever it is that you need to. And then so that you can focus on whatever you're really, really good at. What was your aha moment when you realized that you could finally actually not be the capital and still have equity and cash flow from these deals through the team? I think my aha moment was when, so Doug, when we, when I partnered up with him officially, it was really cool because he had the exact same mentality as I did. He was just like, look, I don't really care how much money I make. I just want to be part of the team and let's you and I go hard together on this. Let's figure out how to do this together. If both of us split 10% and you take 7% and I take three, I don't even care. Let's just learn how to do it together and let's move forward. That was the aha moment. It was when he came to me and just said, look, this is what I want to do. Had the same mentality as me. And we're like, holy crap. Okay. We don't even care how much money we make. Let's just make this thing work. Yeah. I love that, man. Because now it's like what you're doing is scalable. Mm -hmm. And now it's, I'm telling you, dude, I'm telling you. The next one, walk in the park. Walk in the park. I remember it took me a year. I don't talk about this. It took me a year to get my first house hack. A year yeah. <laughs> to get a house hack. Yeah. Like, really? The second house mm -hmm. hack? Like, I went and probably toured 14 houses, was freaking out. By the time I bought my second, it took me five minutes after touring one property. I looked at it. I was like, oh, this is perfect. Send the offer. Full ask, send it. We closed that day. All right, it was done. Like we offer accepted. Didn't think about it at all. Cool. I remember the first time my basement flooded, I was freaking out. The third time, I was just like, "Ooh, water park." <laughs> <laughs> all right, sweet. So let's get into the fun part. Deals found. So here's your deal stats. 
250 plus deals underwritten personally 76 deals underwritten with AAC or team members 174 you underwrote 76 deals Mason are you a confident underwriter now I feel pretty good about it yeah <laughs> what's your advice to somebody that's brand new in action academy or brand new in and they're like man I can't figure out I don't know how to analyze these properties I don't know what's a good deal I don't know what's a bad deal and they're like ah what's some advice to them Two things. First, go out, even if the deal isn't in what you're specifically looking to do, just go on to Crexy, go on to 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 whatever deal platform that you can find deals LoopNet. on and underwrite LoopNet, whatever those is, underwrite them yourself. Figure it out. Google around, watch YouTube videos. And then the second thing would be ask questions, right? Find people that know what they're doing and say, hey, I just underwrote this property. Frankly, I have no idea what I'm doing. Can you just take five minutes to take a look at it and tell me if I'm even in the ballpark? And if I'm not, maybe give me some redlined advice. Okay, this is what I would change. This is the numbers that I got out to, et cetera. Yeah. And dude, yeah, that was absolutely huge. And then you started underwriting for people, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. So you would say, hey, I don't really know what value I'm going to offer. So give me all your deals. I'm going to underwrite them for you. So what did yep. that conversation look like? It was pretty even. I think the one of the first times that I did that was on one of the Action Academy calls, funny enough, was that someone was just like, look, I am so struggling to find time to underwrite some of these deals. And I was like, yo, let me know how I can help out. I'll do it for free. Just send them over to me and I'll do my best. I don't know how you underwrite it, but if you shoot me over some kind of guidance on whatever it is that you need underwriting wise, was it Mason? I'll do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the Mason and Mason, because I remember specifically we were all on a call together and then Mason goes, I got too much deal flow. I can't underwrite all this stuff. And he was freaking out because he had a newborn. And all of us on the call, there was four of you guys. They're like, I'll literally underwrite all of your deals. Mm -hmm. He goes, what? Then the next day, he had an entire team of people underwriting every single deal that came across his desk. Mm -hmm. He didn't have to do them because he was really good at finding deals, but he didn't have time to underwrite them because he has a newborn. Mm -hmm. So you guys all partnered up together, which is exactly what we're going for. My vision for Action Academy was I want it to be 80% peer-to-peer. If you're looking to do any asset class, the people in the group will get you there. We have people that are killing it in every single asset class. So 80% of the way there, 10% on the group calls, that last 10% you need where you're like, okay, let's go a little bit higher level. I need somebody that's got like 400 doors to tell me something here. Then the last 10% in the one-on-one interactions and the one-on-one mentorship and the one-on-one coaching. And that's exactly what you did. LOIs and contracts, LOIs submitted, 57, LOIs accepted, 6, under contract, 4, voided during due diligence, 2. Walk me through. So when you look at your LOIs, you had about a 10% acceptance, mm-hmm. which is pretty par for the course. For people, and you close 2 out of the 6, if you send 100 offers, maybe 10 get accepted, maybe 1 works. That's basically the numbers that you ran. Mm-hmm. Walk me through your emotions and how you overcame them when you when your deals fell through at the last second. Dude, the first one was just, it was the worst. Devastating. <laughs> it, was, it was so crappy. So I was really grateful because we actually got under contract because of someone in Action Academy, Ed. He was the one that helped. He brokered the deal. He, he helped us find the deal. It was everything. And it was great. Everything was working out perfectly. He helped us figure out the numbers. There was myself and one other person on this deal. We had built the team of two. Then Ed was helping us out through all of it. And you know, we got under contract. Everything was great. It was going to be part seller finance. And as I'm going through the due diligence process, I call zoning just to make sure that we can keep it as a mobile home park. It was a mobile home park that we got our contract on. And they're like, yo, we rezone this. And you're not going to be allowed to operate it as a mobile home park if you need to bring in any new mobile homes on it. 
and we're like, what? And so we got, get back in contact with Ed. We're trying to figure out if there's any way around this. I'm talking with a separate mentor that I was going to, and we're like, I just, we there's don't no think way. we can make this work. And I, the big problem that I ran into, and it was something that I have since fixed, but I was doing everything that I could to make it work even if it was going to hurt us in the long run. And mm-hmm. that's not what I should have done. I should have just backed up and said, okay, I'm emotionally attached. Let's back up. Let's say, okay, it's not going to work. Let's just get out of contract so that the seller can go back and do their own thing. Ed can find another buyer that's better than we are for it. And instead I dragged it on longer than I should have. So that was my biggest learning point there. Yeah, just like a bad girlfriend. You're yeah. like, oh <laughs> man. You're like, Look, you cheated on me 17 times, but maybe 18, <laughs> baby. But that, I tell you, I say the same line every single time. Birds fly, fish swim, deals fall apart. And look, the community is great when things are going well. We love the Wednesday wins that we post every single week. The community is a, a need to have, a necessity when things are going bad. <laughs> yep. Because like... The groups are, are awesome when things are going great, but it's it's the difference between life and death when things are going wrong and you feel like you because who are you going to talk to? You're going to talk to your wife. You're going to talk to there's no one else to talk to whenever that happens. Who understands when your deal falls through at the last second? No one. So that's why it's really important. And it's a weird selling point to tell people, hey, when <laughs> things go wrong, because look, if we can guarantee one thing in Action Academy is that you will fail. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That is the yep. only guarantee that we can make mm-hmm. <laughs> on paper yep. is you will fail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, how do you deal with the failures is how long you stay in business. Uh, so well, now we go, was, go on. Uh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say that was one of the big things that I really appreciated is when I posted about that deal falling through, I literally, I got three texts within five minutes from people. Hey, how are you holding up? How are you doing? Can I do anything to help you out? And so it's just to your point, it's just nice to have access to people that actually give a crap about you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And so I'm, I'm curious, man, because this is something I've failed a lot in my life and I'm going to fail a lot more in my life. And as I've dissected it, if you're in the gym and you try to pick up a barbell with a bunch of weight on it and you fail at it, okay, oops, I failed. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a crowded gym and everyone's watching you attempt to lift and you can't do it, that's embarrassing. So I don't even think people are really afraid of failure. I think they're afraid of the appearance of failure. I agree. So do you have any extra thoughts on that or do you want to riff on that a little bit about your relationship with failure in the beginning versus today? Yeah, that. So I don't know if y'all have ever read the book Failing Forward mm-hmm. uh, by John Maxwell, but that is something that I actually read before joining Action Academy. And I realized that's something I've struggled with my entire life is failing with other people around to see that. I was, I, I get worried about letting other people see those failures. And since then, I've realized when you surround you, I'm pretty sure you said this, Brian, you, something along the lines of, the five people that you surround yourself with, you're basically going to turn out to be those five people. Yeah. Yeah. It's a famous quote. I told you guys that in the training. Right. Yes. And so the whole premise behind that was now that I know that I'm surrounded by people in Action Academy that know about failure, have gone through a lot of the same things. It's okay for me to share those failures with all these other people because they not only get it, they're like, okay, I understand what you're going through. Let me help you overcome those feelings and figure out, okay, how do we pick you back up and keep moving forward? And that's the power of surrounding yourself with those kinds of people. 
Yeah, and people are scared to post the content until they have things figured out with air quotes. But really, Mm -hmm. it's posting the failures that really attracts people. You know, if I was just posting, oh, look at me, nobody really cares about that stuff. They really care about, hey, God, this is how I got freaking socked in the jaw. And here's how I, you know, came back. (laughs) Here's how I overcame this. Like, here's how I got my freaking heart broken and we broke up and I built a business from it while living in Brazil. And now here we are. And so it's just like people love the authenticity. So capital, man. So total capital raised $474,300. Total personal capital invested 120 bucks. Created my own LLC. Capital partner relationships built 23. Not all invested. Most asked that I bring deals to them in the future. And plot twist, all the ones that you invested with in this one will also ask that you bring deals to them in the future. Where Give advice to people that are going from the mindset, because it's mostly a mindset thing, of going from, mm-hmm. I need to save up money and invest my money to get the deal done versus I can be a part of this and then make this work at scale with other people's capital. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it was a whole mindset thing for me from the get-go. I just, and frankly, I just didn't know that was a thing. I always thought that I was the one that had to pay for it. I didn't realize that other people would be willing to give me money. And so in order to do that, it was first figuring out like what it would take to actually get people to bring money to the deal. And that was everything from, okay, first you have to understand how to find the deal then actually get the deal. Once you have the deal, then you create all of the numbers, you put everything together to go out and present that to the potential capital partners. And then there's the whole other side of going out and saying, okay, where do I find the capital partners? Who are the kinds of people? Because there are different types of capital partners. There are the cash flow guys, there are the net equity gain guys, there are the tax guys. And so you go in and, and the whole mindset behind it is first transition from the I have to fund everything to I don't have to find everything. And then it's okay, now that I know I don't have to fund everything, how do I find these people and get people onto these deals? Mm -hmm. And how you ended it is ownership, the 12 unit, you own 12%, the 24 unit, you own 33%. That's freaking Mm -hmm. sick. Year Mm -hmm. one estimated personal monthly revenue, basically 1200 bucks net. Year four, 3600 net. Mm-hmm. Number of times I screwed up, 9,432,826. Yeah. <laughs> but here's this is really wonderfully written. Number of times I found solutions, 9,432,827. <laughs> so just you just need that one more time to find a solution to a screw up. And then your role since day one consisted of the following deal finder, underwriter, capital raiser, asset manager. What role are you playing in these properties today? Which one do you like so- the best? Oh, gee. I really actually like two the most. I really like Deal Finder and I really like the Asset Manager. And I realize that a lot of it is because it allows me to create relationships with people. And I think that's been my favorite part. Yeah. If you become an expert at deal finding and asset management, you'll never have, <laughs> you'll never be hurting for money again in your life. Yep. <laughs> that's super fun, man. So you negotiated full seller finance on both deals. What percent did y'all put down? And then what were the rate and terms? Yep. So for the 12 unit, it was 30% down, 35 AM. It's one year interest only for that 12 Mm. unit as well at four and a half percent. And then for the, and it was a balloon at four years. Yeah. Balloon at four years. So the first year's four and a half percent IO. The the final three years are 5%. That's principal and interest payments there. And then for the 24 unit, it was, let's see, we put 25K down. Interest was 7.31%, three-year balloon. 
and the amortization was 14 years. What we did on that one, the motel was a little bit more unique because the, so the sellers cared a lot more about what their monthly payment was going to be than they did the actual like all of the other terms that went into it. So we we're just like, look, if you want, they wanted a thousand dollars a month, right? So we're like, that's great. So if we're purchasing at 130, they're leaving the country. So we're like, you need a little bit of help with moving and getting everything else done. We'll give you the down payment that you need to basically help pay for getting you out of here. And if you want a thousand dollars a month, great. That's a thousand dollars a month. And we basically wrote all of the terms around, okay, down payment month and the monthly payment, all the other terms just came along to meet those requirements. Five months and three weeks, dude. <laughs> You're like, how do I buy a rental property to this? Dude? This is <laughs> insane. This is everything that we do, man. It's so freaking cool because it's literally just folding time. You got 10 years worth of experience within five months. It's freaking mm-hmm. insane. Now walk us in closing. What's the difference between the seller financing? Because everyone's talking about seller financing. What's the difference between what you think seller financing is versus the actual conversation? As in example, you probably didn't sit down and just say, hey, what's up? I'm Mason. Would you be willing to sell or finance this property? (laughs) Instead, you were like, hey, I know the seller is leaving the country. I know what their needs are. I know what their wants are. Let's create price rate and terms. Let's create a structure where this works for both of us. Walk us through that and advice for people. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that you can do is create a good relationship with either the seller directly. That's probably priority. If you can't get to the seller directly and you're going with the broker, that's totally fine. But create a really good relationship with the broker so that they know you're legit and they're willing to be that meet in the middle between you and the seller and say, look, this buyer really wants to help you out, seller. They really want to do everything that they can to help you sell this and achieve whatever goal it is that you're trying to achieve. I'm going to be the one that's meet in the middle for you. I'm going to do everything that I can to make everything work between both of you. I think that relationship is key, is pivotal. And after that, the whole thing is just asking questions. What does the seller need? What are they looking to accomplish? Where are they going to be putting the money afterwards? Are they trying to invest in another property after this? Are they trying to retire and be done with everything? Those kinds of conversations will help you understand, okay, this is how much I can give you down payment wise. This is what I can do monthly payment wise. And everything else can be negotiated after that. Yeah, I love it. It's a relationship. It's literally mm-hmm. just you going in and just saying, instead of just, hey, you want to sell the finance? It? Like, you went in, you asked questions, you led with genuine curiosity, and then this was the outcome, man. What are you and the wife doing February 1st through 4th? <laughs> we'll we're we're going to be coming to Cabo, actually. Yeah, I know you are because I'm paying for both of your flights. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that? I'm, I'm paying them out of pocket. You're, you're not paying for your flight. I got your flights. Are you serious? I'm flying you guys out to Cabo. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You and your wife are both coming to Cabo. I'm flying you out. I'm covering it. <laughs> thank you. Wanted to I'm wait until the, the, the end of the podcast because I knew we'd both get choked up, dude. Yeah. You deserve <laughs> thank it. Thank you. Thank you dude, very yeah. much, man. <laughs> dude, sorry, everyone needed this, man. Thank yeah. you. Everyone needed this, dude. Like, it's just like you are such a positive influence within the group, and you you do everything right, and you're just a perfect example of like exactly who we help, who we serve, what we want our culture to be, and you lead with it. You always lead with value, and so I'm like, dude, like, yeah. If I'm if I'm gonna make an investment, I'll invest in you, dude. So. That's rock, Thank man. You. I'll see you. Thank I'll you see you both much, in Cabo. Go let her know, man, because I'll, I'll I'm gonna book y'all's flights. You're from Columbia, South Carolina, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we already <laughs> put it in the PNL. You're good. 
Thank you, man. Thank <laughs> Anytime, you. dude. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm sorry. I've just choked dude, up, man. I'm so dude. sorry. <laughs> you're good. I'm, I'm glad it was this reaction and not sick. <laughs> <laughs> I could do that right now if you want. Yeah. yeah sick. Sick, dude. Um, all right. So we'll close it out. We'll close it out here, man. So this is what I needed. This is what you needed. This is what everyone in that's listening to this needed. And guys, while this isn't necessarily an ad for Action Academy, it is whatever. Mm-hmm. It's my show, bro. <laughs> Every single thing that Mason just said, you guys can do. You can do it on your own. You could do it in any group that you're in. Utilize and apply the same principles. But Mason, what would you say for somebody that listens to the podcast and they hear this episode and they've made it this far and they're like, oh my gosh, the podcast is cool. I've been on the fence about joining a community like this or joining Action Academy. What's some advice you would give to that person? And then also follow up question, what's advice that you would give to the person that just joined that we're going to send this podcast, send this video to to listen to after they join? What's advice that you would give to them on what how to get the most value out of it? Yeah. So to answer your first question, I would just say, do your research, of course, find the right team that's going to fit your needs. If for a fact, you're going to go into one specific asset class and you're going to do this specific thing, go research and find a team that's going to help you out with that Mm -hmm. and then join them. Don't hesitate. Just say, great, I'm going to pay whatever I need to. As long as they have the community that's going to help me out, go period. Throw the money down, make the sacrifice, take the risk, go. And to answer your second question for the person that just joined and really wants to get as much value out of this, I would say two things. First, go and do, take action. When you start, figure out whatever it is that you need to be doing and then do it immediately. Ask a question, implement it. Ask a question, implement it. Ask a question, implement it. And then the second thing would be ask questions. Do not be afraid to ask. Go to these people that you have access to now and say, I need help with this. What do I need to do? And back to the first point, take action. Love it, man. I love that you said that because there's a woman that we were just speaking with, Kate. She listens to the pod. And after talking with me, after talking with Caitlin, she goes, I really just want to invest in mobile home parks. That's all I want to do. That's all I care about. And I really want to do something that's specifically only focused on mobile home parks. We said, you know what? I think that's the best path for you. If you want to come back and look at this in the future, sweet. I think that's a great idea. So what that's you awesome. said is perfect. I completely agree. Everyone needs something different, man. So that's awesome. So Mason, thank you for coming on the freaking Action Academy podcast, dude. Heck Love yeah, brother. You. Thank you for having me. Now I'm fired up. You're fired up. We're fired up. Guys, thanks for tuning in.